Well, hello there, you guys. It's us, Big. And White. And, well, we have so much to update you on. I can't even. So we just wanted to let you know that since recording this episode, Nepal has announced a countrywide lockdown. So no flights in or out, no flights around the country, no, not even long distance travel. Like no, no cross city travel. No, nothing, nothing more than like four blocks. Yeah. You can go to buy food and that is about it. Police will be mad at you if you do more than that. So we're here. We're in our house. And by our house, I mean White's house. <laughs> White is living alone right now, so I came over to cheer her up. I'm not sure how well it's working. <laughs> I didn't really give her a choice. I was just like, White, you can't be alone. I'm coming over. You guys, I'm finding out I'm a creature of habit. I didn't know. <laughs> but now your habits, I know. You get real cranky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm having a hard time. But you'll just have to make new habits during this time. Yes. And all of them are bad. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, we're doing okay. Yeah, our gym routine is fine. (laughs) I know you guys are so worried. You always ask us about our gym routine. (laughs) And I'm taking this time to really focus on my yoga. Yep, I used a weird voice, but it's true. (laughs) And I am doing burpees on my floor, which is very exciting for all of my neighbors (laughs) who keep thinking that an earthquake has come. But no, no, alas, it is me. I'm going to start calling you Earthquake instead of White. Oh, thank you. Mm, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but um, yeah, our internet's all slow, just like everywhere else in the world, because yep. everyone's trying to work from home. We've also discovered, holy crap, there are so many birds here. Yeah, like, I don't know if you guys are like, oh, Kathmandu. I always associate Kathmandu with a crap ton of birds. <laughs> well, we do now. I guess either they weren't, like... Chirping? Tweeting. What do birds do? It depends on the bird. Ah, they weren't making noise before, or they were just drowned out by other sounds that no longer exist. Anyway, it's been exciting. It's really scary to wake up and a crow conference is happening right outside your door. (laughs) How did they get inside? No one knows. All we know is that we answer to them now. (laughs) So that's how things are in the (laughs) fall. Um, but yeah, we were wondering what other people are doing besides answering to crows. So mm-hmm. we asked you guys, the listeners, what you're up to in your lockdown life. Hashtag. Yeah. So wait, do you want to tell us what they said? Because I didn't read any of the answers. <laughs> yes, I would love to. So I, of course, I am the one who is in charge of our Instagram unless I get lazy and then it's big. So I asked on Instagram what you guys are doing with your lockdown life. Apparently that's a hashtag. And we got (laughs) quite a few good responses. You guys are super inspirational to me. Um, So one of our listeners is just like straight up on it. She said, I've already redesigned my room on a budget. (laughs) I like that she added that. I'm also taking three online classes. Holy moly. (laughs) (laughs) The first through Days for Girls, an organization that offers a free online class to become an ambassador for sustainable menstrual care and health education. Whoa. Cool. It also is apparently in Nepal, so look that up. Yes. 
Um, the second storytelling for social change is a class on edX. Highly recommend this app. It curates online classes from universities across the U.S. Mm. Um, this class is offered by the University of Michigan. It teaches you how to craft stories that develop empathy in your audience and deliver social impact in communities. Huh? Dang. I know. And then her last class is Intro to Special Ed. Uh, she just got a new job, she says. If school starts again. Well, it will start, but maybe virtually. Yeah. But I'm just really impressed by that because those are like all very different courses. Yeah. She's really spreading herself out. Way to get it, girl. Um, Our next listener said, this one made me really happy. Our next listener is in Kathmandu as well. Oh, fun. But in another part of the city where a lot of Tibetan women live. (gasps) Well, not just women, but Tibetan Tibetan people. The men live in another part of the city. (laughs) And she said, I'm listening to the Tibetan women on the first floor weaving pongdens. That makes me happy. Oh, my gosh. Do you want to tell our listeners what pongdens are in case they don't know? Pongdens are part of many Tibetan cultures. So women, married women, wear what is called a pongdin. It's basically a woven apron that they wear over um, their dress and each uh, ethnic group has a specific pattern or sometimes colors that they wear. Yeah, that kind of you can tell what ethnic group a woman belongs to according to the pattern of her pongdin. Yeah. But only married ladies get to wear it. So we're very... We're not cool enough. We're sad. <laughs> <laughs> but that sounds really cool. That's so much better than crows. <laughs> so much or better. Or burpees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 100% better than burpees. Um, and then another listener, she said, I just started learning Nepali to fill up my time. Yay. Gosh, it's hard. But just signed up for <laughs> online tutoring through italki, which is like the letter I, and then talkie, which ends in another I. If you want to look it up, super rad teachers and tutors have been reviewed by others and they can set their own rate and schedule. That's so cool. So it's like an app when then you like chat with people in another language. Yeah. Wow. I've never heard of that. That's genius. Yeah. Yeah. I always wonder, I'm like, how many people are doing language learning? Mm. Like, I've always wanted to learn Spanish. Right. This is my moment. Yeah. (laughs) When I can't talk to anyone. Wait a second. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of birds taking over, the Duolingo owl. Yeah. Taking over. Ooh, you're probably right. Mm -hmm. Keep at it, people. You got this. And then another listener, the last that we will talk about, she said, I'm working just six feet away from my coworkers. no. She's um, a PT, a physio, so she said, I'm considered essential because we're preparing activities for students for learning and therapy at home. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I just saw one of my friends who like refuses to own a TV, bought a TV because everything is happening online and like her son has like online soccer class and he can't do it from her phone. (laughs) She's like, fine, I'll buy a TV. (laughs) Crazy. Yeah. It is crazy times out there, and we're all kind of just figuring it out independently. Mm. Yeah, I know. And every time you think you have it figured out, something changes. It's true. Yeah. Well, I read yesterday that uh, according to the Department of Immigration here, 10,000 foreigners in Nepal renewed their visas in the last six days. So there's at least 10,000 people here on tourist visas that are probably trying to leave. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, so I just wanted to throw it out there. If you're here, stuck in Nepal, 
and you want to talk to us, we can't come hang out with you, but send us a message. Yeah. <laughs> we'll try to like help you out if there's anything that you need or if you need advice on like where to get food and stuff like that. We're here for you, man. Yeah. Okay. I think that's it. Um, enjoy this episode. It's a wild ride. I'll tell you. <laughs> I just finished editing it and oh boy, I hope you like it. We liked making it. We sure did. It was very fun. Yeah. yeah. It's something. Anyway, here's the episode. Um, anyway. Wait, I need something from you right now. <laughs> what can I do for you, Big? Please pour me a drink. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, that you heard it right, folks. We have not been drinking up until this point. We and just, it's like, what, 4.30 in the afternoon? How did we make it this far? I mean, it's a Saturday, too. Yeah. I know. Like... I am 12 hours behind when I would normally start drinking. <laughs> I did wake up at 4.30 this morning. I should have just had some oh, whiskey to go back to sleep. You need to have that on your bedside table. Damn, girl. You know it. Or some vodka. Ooh, no, Then no. it looks like water. So you're safe from whoever comes in your room. Mm, I'm not safe from myself, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. What are my options? We got, I have brought in half of my liquor cabinet i know this is not half of my liquor cabinet. <laughs> thanks for under exaggerating for your yeah. own personal yeah edifi- ed- i know edifish ed- edification yeah Baba boom boom <laughs> um okay so i would suggest that we drink some whiskey yeah i think you're right but i do still have oh that gin from where's that from oregon or something it's from washington washington yeah 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 i forgot about that Yum. it's my favorite trick <laughs> it's still amazing every time yep. let me tell you everybody appreciates it um i have a very international liquor display out i just realized because we have gin from washington yeah monkey shoulder from well i mean it's scotch but I bought it in San Antonio, Texas. Because <laughs> that classy. Does that count as scotch if it's from Texas? I mean, they didn't make it in Texas. I just bought it uh, in Texas. Oh, where is it from? Scotland. Oh, I didn't realize that. Distilled, matured, and bottled in Scotland. Boom, boom, and boom. Boom, boom, boom. And then we have, um, I have like all of these liquors that have been made other places and then I buy them other places. Because <laughs> okay. I have a Gordon's. From where, the UK. Where did you buy that? Paris. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Such a show up. <laughs> Would you like some British gin that I bought in Paris and brought to Nepal with exactly. me? <laughs> I wrapped it in my very own boots. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird strategy, but I like it. Um, And then I have this if you want to make... I think I still have simple syrup. Oh, for old fashioned. Yeah. Old red label. The classic. Yeah. Well, to me... Which I bought in Qatar. Mm, stop. <laughs> did you buy any of those in the country that they were made in i guess the copper no. works i guess brought us that yeah and that that i i have a lot of other things too but we won't this is not the episode to go through our entire, my entire liquor cabinet <laughs> you guys don't want to hear a list of white's whole liquor cabinet no. what's wrong with you um okay well uh thank you for offering your amazing liquor i will take some monkey shoulder please okay. Two glasses coming right up. Ba ba boom. And da 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 double. Ooh. Do you want me to hold the mic? This looks like a dangerous endeavor. I'm a pro. Yeah, girl. Okay. Now we're down to business, baby. <gasps> Thank you, love. 
Cheers. Can we cheers on whiskey? Hundred wrong somehow. Why? What else would you do? I don't know. Maybe because we're not like fifty-year-old men. Oh, I see. I mean, not that fifty-year-old men can cheer. <laughs> it's just that this is the stereotypical fifty-year-old man drink, and they don't do that. I mean, I would that love to be of. mistaken for a fifty-year-old man. Would you? <laughs> Have you been on the internet? I feel like that's what people do. <laughs> You're right. I take it all back. Um, slightly related, but unrelated. I can I tell you about a really great moment I had last week? Yeah. So there's this thing that I learned in South America that you say when you drink, and it's arriba, abajo. So that means glass up, glass down. Al centro, everyone puts their glasses centro? in. And then al dentro, which means to your teeth. <laughs> So, which I love. I learned that like 10 years ago. And I always want to do it, but no one ever knows it. And then I was at this You're party like, and there was oh. a Spaniard there. And I like, everyone was like, cheers, cheers. And I lifted my glass up and I made eye contact with him and he started saying it. And I was like, I feel so seen. Oh That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And the Italian guy like got it. And everyone else was like, what are we doing? <laughs> Everyone's like already done with their drink and you're still al <laughs> <whole> centro. <laughs> we have a whole poem to recite yeah. before we can drink. <laughs> <laughs> That's magical though. It was so magical. It was really fun. Yeah. Anyway, uh cheers, my dear. Cheers. Cheers, 50-year-old man. Thank you. Ah, it's a spot. Yeah. It's exactly what I need right it's now. Good. Um, oh, I guess, should we start the episode now? Okay. Okay. Uh, cue the music. Hi, I'm Big. And I am White. And together we are Big and White. And you are listening to the Big and White Podcast, a podcast where we explore what it means to be a foreigner in Asia. And boy, are we in Asia. We're here for a long time, I think. For the long haul. <laughs> I mean, not that we were planning to leave, but it feels a little different when you actually can't leave. Yeah. So quick update, you guys. Today is, what's the date? March 21st, Saturday. And yesterday, Nepal announced uh, no more incoming or outgoing flights from midnight tomorrow. So people who were trying to leave had to scramble to get out. And we are here. We are here. For eternity. Yes. Yeah. So, so far, everything looks good for us being able to stay here when America, well, when the State Department in the U.S. issued a level four travel advisory yesterday for us, <laughs> Friday, today is Saturday, they said that all travelers must remain home, but that any Americans living abroad just shouldn't travel internationally. Yeah, stay put, which yeah. is exactly what we were planning to do. Yeah. And we're pretty pleased that no one's going to force us to yeah. leave the place that we live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, America. Thank you. But all that to say, this episode is about anything else. We're so tired of listening to so you and talking about tired. coronavirus slash COVID-19. So yeah, we're not going to mention it a single other time no. in this episode. And we hope you guys appreciate that. What happens if we accidentally mention it? I will bleep it out. Okay. Yeah, in post. You guys will know that we have slipped up. <laughs> yeah. We know it's hard. Like, I hear this a lot of people being like, no, we're going to have a meeting and we're not going to talk about it. And I'm like, mm, you're going to talk about <laughs> it's it. It's going to happen. Yeah, you can't it's not talk about it. All we talk about and all we think about all day, okay? <laughs> Which is like so, oh, now we're breaking the rules still talking about it. But it's so crazy to me because there's very little we can do, you know? 
And it's not like immediate danger. It's just, right. I think it's like information overload, maybe that's making us think about it so much. So anywho, all that to say, goodbye. This is your last mention on this episode. Yep. COVID-19. If you want to just hear a rant about COVID-19, go somewhere else. This is not the episode for you. Exactly. We don't want that. No. We want you to be happy. No. Mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so White, um, how is your week besides the <clears throat> thing that shall not be named? Yeah. Yes, I have something very important that I get to share. I feel like this is all of my life that got kind of summed up in one friend's master's class project. Okay, that's a lot. That was really confusing. It was hard for me to say. Yeah. Um, You guys might have saw, I posted an Instagram story about this, but... (laughs) So one of my friends who's currently getting her master's degree in linguistics at the same school that I went to in Canada, she messaged me and she was like, just to let you know, I used a story that you told on Big and White to um, use in one of my classes, which was discourse analysis. So basically breaking down grammatically how we use speech. Amazing. And so I was like, Oh, no, I'm so scared. <laughs> so she sent me her assignment. And the the story that she used was the story where I was telling you about my experience in the last field work that I went on in December, in which a small little boy, while I was doing an interview with his mom, accidentally <laughs> peed on me. From the second story, or first story, if you're not American, while our intern watched (laughs) from the courtyard. And it was just mass pandemonium. You should go back and find that story. It was pretty funny, I don't remember what episode that was in. Yeah, Editing Big will let us know right here. Editing Big here. That episode is called Relearning Things as a Foreigner. Thanks, Editing Big. Yeah, and that was kind of like a highlight of my entire career. And also a low light. It was a weird experience for me. You mean the event itself? The event, yeah. yes. This was an absolute highlight of my entire life. The fact that she <laughs> used that story as, yeah. And it was amazing, too, because like not only is it weird seeing your story transcribed. Right, yeah. But Like she, word like, for word what you said yeah, written out. Yeah. yeah, and she had like coded all of the um, different what tense I had been using, whether (laughs) the agent was active or passive. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, just things like that. And like, then talked about it. Mm -hmm. And like why that was significant that I used those different forms. Right. Well, and it was so weird for me to look at it because it made me realize stuff that I didn't realize as you were telling the story or as I was editing it later, which is how often you use present tense when you're telling a story in the past, but not always. And she was analyzing like how that changes what, how you're, I don't even know what her analysis was. I haven't taken discourse, but, and it was also making me realize I would never tell a story that way. I don't think I ever use present tense in a story. Mm. Because you said things like, and I'm like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it was and all then present she progressive. Says, so I'm trying to do this interview, mm-hmm. and then I'm accidentally spilling the milk. But that it wasn't thing. every time. And so Mm-mm. she was analyzing how 
when you do present tense, it means one thing. And then when you use past tense, it means a different thing. But the whole story obviously happened in the past. Yep. Oh, so complicated. Yeah. And she, of course, had to cite the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. In the footnotes. Which was absolutely amazing. Let's see. What was the actual (laughs) citation? Podcast, comma, big and white period. In parentheses, host name not disclosed. (laughs) 1st of January 2020, relearning things as a foreigner. Oh, there you go. We don't need you big editing big. Oh, but I went to all that work. Relearning (laughs) things as a foreigner. That is the episode that it was in. Great. Yeah. Um, I've never been cited like that. Yeah. I've cited myself. You're famous. (laughs) You cited yourself. Yes, in the report that I'm writing right now, because I'm writing two reports. So you cite one report in the other yep. report. Oh yeah, so God. it says, my last name, 2020 forthcoming. Wow. Mm-hmm. Look mm-hmm. at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a professional. I love it. Anyway, that was the highlight of my entire life, and I'm really happy that she did that. <laughs> You're only going down from here. No. <laughs> so, yeah, that that's about it. Mm. What about you? Um, I had a great Nepali moment this week when I was talking to my maid because I was cooking something and then I took out the spoon and I licked it, you know, like the stirring spoon or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she looks at me kind of like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like Ooh, what does this mean? She's like 19 or 20. She's like, well, you know what they say? If you lick the spoon, it will rain on your wedding. <laughs> never heard before <laughs> no like, new nepali proverb and but we were like laughing about it and talking about it and i was like oh man i have been licking this food my whole life like it's gonna pour rain on my yeah. wedding day a hundred percent like you should probably just go ahead and book a destination wedding and like <laughs> where are hurricanes most prevalent like oh i was thinking like i should go to the sahara desert <laughs> oh somewhere that needs water and then yeah. i can like help them out and, like having a drought on my wedding oh. day <laughs> we have very different approaches i see that now <laughs> you're just fatalistic you're like well it's gonna be pouring buckets it's gonna Might happen, well happen. <laughs> oh, hmm, interesting so, approach okay okay so I'm, I'm trying now you guys all know if you're making cookies and you like the spoon watch out yeah watch that weather report on your wedding day yeah. if you're already married i guess you're good solid Maybe it'll like alter your memory of your wedding oh, day. Oh, creepy. Are we living <laughs> memento right now? <laughs> oh my gosh. Spoon has all the power. Oh, it truly does. <laughs> I can't say no to it though. Let's be honest. I know. Have I told the story about probably not, but I'll say it again. My last maid, uh, she was probably 40 and we she was helping us cook on Thanksgiving and I was making the mashed potatoes. And, you know, when you use the hand blender, it's got the two... <laughs> whatever they're called Um, sticky thingies beater beaters yeah the two beater attachments and so i whipped the mashed potatoes and then i pulled the two out and i handed one to her and i took one myself and i licked it (laughs) and she gave me like the cutest face she's like like, am i allowed to do this she had never licked the spoon or the beater or anything man and we just had this like great bonding moment where we ate delicious mashed potatoes so have you considered calling her and asking her what her wedding day was like? <laughs> it better have been sunny, girl. <laughs> Dry as a bone. <laughs> She's like, I thought it was, you know, but after that one Thanksgiving, I kind of 
feel like maybe it rained, actually. <laughs> I remember one droplet on my cheek, very specifically. Dramatic. Hope I have it in slow motion. We're just going to keep talking. It's fine. Could I got to go? Yep. Plane by it, could I got to go? Well, you know what? After they stop the airplanes, we're going to have two weeks where we can record episodes <gasps> and there'll never be an airplane noise in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Your face, you're so excited. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, because sometimes I go to bed at night and like most of the time I don't notice the planes anymore, yeah. but sometimes like when you're about to fall asleep and everything seems insane, mm. <laughs> you're like, I'm going to die. This... This plane's gonna crash into my house. There's a little no Donnie way. Darko moment. Absolutely. I'm like, this is it for me. You have some issues that I don't have. <laughs> I guess I have more trust in aviation than you do. Well, it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Anything could happen, though. Really. Right now, this this could be the last episode. We won't even get to publish it. Someone will find it in the future. Wow. Publish it. Po- posthumous oh. posthumously how do you pronounce Post- that word posthumous no mm-hmm. i don't know it doesn't I matter you all know what i mean say it out loud <laughs> you are only ever read it posthuman <laughs> i started out so confident <laughs> you really did <laughs> Here, let's see if we can get wikipedia to say it for oh, us good posthumous Productions, proud sponsor <laughs> of this episode. Post Humimimus. I think it's posthumous. That's my bet. It probably is, which is really stupid to me. <laughs> it doesn't make sense with like the But basic you want to put the emphasis on the first syllable. Okay. Posthumously. <laughs> see if it'll play here. Posthumous. 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 You said it's smart. Wow. Posthumous podcasting, proud sponsor of this episode. Mm, I got dark real quick. My favorite. Okay, so that was our weeks. Maybe we can, you know, get into like the actual meat of the episode now. Do you think? Um, I think we do need to do that, but I, I need to tell you something first. Oh, okay. I have a confession to make. Okay, now I'm scared. <laughs> I feel like I owe it to you guys, my listeners, to clear something up. I lied by omission, and I don't feel good about it. (laughs) You may recall, um, two episodes ago, we did an AMA. And in that AMA, one of our listeners asked, what did you hoard when you were coming to Kathmandu this time? And I very self-righteously said, nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I have everything I need now. I don't hoard things anymore. False. I later realized I must have blocked this from my memory because <laughs> I'm so embarrassed about it. <laughs> I brought back no less than seven pairs of pants to Kevin. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing to hoard. I know. It's like no, no. Nine. Ooh. <laughs> and like you also like, because I was donating a lot of things, mm. and you gave me, like, five pairs of pants. Well, all the pants that I had left here, like, disintegrated in my Ooh. closet. So it was a good thing I brought back so many pairs, because I only have the ones that I brought back. I don't have any left. They, like, 
either i don't know this happens when we close here where it's like the elastic just breaks down and they yeah. get all like wobbly yeah that's not a good description for people mm. who don't know what i'm talking about but just one section of the fabric will get kind of bumpy it's yeah. really weird like waffly waffly yep waffly anyway, waffly <laughs> um that happened to all my pants and also oh. i lost like 10 pounds this year so good thing i brought pants that fit me yes go team anyway um i hope you guys don't judge me that i bought so many pairs of pants in one year <laughs> but here i am this is who i am yeah i can't really buy pants very easily here so mm-hmm. they have to last me until i don't know some future date when we yes. can fly out of yes. Kathmandu. I don't blame you at all because, like, I don't own that many pairs of pants, and I am like constantly on the search for new pairs of pants. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I mm-hmm. found the perfect pair, <laughs> and then I bring them back oh. and I wear them twice, and then something weird happens with no. the dye, or they get waffly, oh. or. So I get waffles on them or, you know, like <laughs> something happens. Your friend squeezes her coffee and it squirts all over them. That didn't happen to me today at all. <laughs> no, that's the important weekly news. I know, it's true. I think it's just like, I wasn't even mad when it happened because I just feel this like fatalism about all light pairs of jeans that I own that they <laughs> will get coffee on them at some point. Yeah. Yep. Yep. yep so yep, I was just yep. like, oh, good. That needed to happen. Yeah. <laughs> survival of the fittest yep hey uh friend if you're listening to this i forgive you and i love you (laughs) um okay that was my confession but we can move on now please white take it away thank you so much for being honest yeah this is a space for honesty Mm -hmm. yeah i I want everyone to feel like they can trust me you know yeah so it's really important to me to bring the full honesty to the table you know, yeah. not leave anything out. Yeah. Well, I forgive you, sister. <sighs> Thank you. Anyway. <laughs> um, so we asked trusty, dusty, old Instagram. <laughs> I like how we've transitioned. Remember our first few episodes? We called our listeners um, mystery third friends. Yeah, or we, something? Have, we have a lot of third friends. Yeah, now actually. they're trusty, dusty. <laughs> trusty, dusty. We can count on you for anything. I was going to rhyme, but then I hated myself too much and I decided <laughs> oh, against sad. it. sad. Now we'll never know what the rhyme would have been. We'll never know. Ever. First, a word from our sponsor, Street Dogs, that keep barking. Oh my gosh, I was cracking up. So, um, of course, as with many of you, some of your meetings may have moved online. And one of our friends hates online meetings, with good reason, right? Um, So she sent out a funny video of, like, uh, as if conference calls were in real life. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. You guys should go look it up. It's from, like, 2014. But one of the things that happens, you know, someone will be talking and no sound comes out because they're on mute or, like, you know, people keep dropping out of the call and suddenly the guy's just in the hallway, not in the meeting anymore or whatever. But there's this moment where this guy's dog just shows up and starts barking. (laughs) So one guy's talking. Okay, so we're going to be talking about these data points. (laughs) In the background. Okay, so then we're all laughing. Oh, that's so funny. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah. Then that night, I went to go to a meeting, which was at my nighttime because everyone else <laughs> I'm meeting with is in the US or Europe. And I ac- I was like, I did the call on my phone, which I normally do it on my computer, so I didn't know how it worked. And I accidentally unmuted my microphone and I wasn't saying anything. <laughs> 
I got a message from the guy who was running the meeting, and he's like, hey, I don't know if you're trying to ask a question, but those dogs are really getting excited <laughs> because our neighbor's dogs were, like, freaking oh out. Gosh. And the meeting was recorded for people who couldn't attend, so there's going to be, like, a five-minute section of just dogs oh, barking. It's hilarious. So I was oh, living so that good. conference call life. Well... Yeah, like you said, like when we watched that video, we all thought that part was hilarious because street dogs are such a big part of any, you mm-hmm. know, of course, like recording the podcast, we constantly hear street dogs. Yep. But it was really interesting because I um, sent that video to somebody in America mm-hmm. and that was their only comment was that they were like, everything except for the dog, I totally <laughs> get. <laughs> That's so funny. And I was like, oh, <laughs> we are. We are so different. That's really funny. Oh, man. Anyway, so I asked all of our trusty, dusty friends (laughs) what we should talk about on this episode, because when we started planning this episode, I'm sorry, I'm going to break the rule for just one second, but things were starting to get a little bit bad, Mm -hmm. and but everybody on the internet was like just making this really amazing front together to like bolster people up and like just be really encouraging so i was like oh we can do that Mm -hmm. we can just like record ourselves saying fun things and having fun together (laughs) that's what we do we have a platform for that yeah well and too i feel like every time we do a more casual episode i'm like oh we didn't plan that very well i don't know and then we get all this great feedback yeah (laughs) we're like oh i love it when you're just babbling away with your whiskey i'm like well that's easy for me okay (laughs) absolutely i'm like that's a typical saturday okay okay just turn on the mic while we do it okay (laughs) so yeah, so we just wanted to have an easy breezy kind of episode, not talk about anything too serious, and just have some fun. So with that in mind, I asked our listeners and followers um, what we should talk about, and they mm-hmm. gave us some really mm-hmm. good suggestions. Really. So this episode might feel a little bit, heh, heh, huh, heh. You know what I mean? Disjointed. A little bit disjointed. <laughs> I liked your way of it describing it better. <laughs> um, but that's why, because we are giving the people what they want. Yes, you are welcome. You, the people. <laughs> <laughs> we turn into Count Dracula. <laughs> Ooh, we are in a very dark room. It's true. Anyway, my nose is itchy. You know what I like about podcasting is that we can be hacking and coughing and we don't have to put anybody else in danger. That's true. Like only each other. Only each other. We're not following the we're following the three foot rule, well, but not the three meter rule. Listen, we're as close as we got to family. I know, it's true. Yeah, someone commented on oh no, we're breaking the rule. We can put it at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> or at the end. Well, someone commented on a picture that I posted on the weekend of me and a friend, my roommate, and we were hugging in the picture. And they were like, mm, where's your social distancing? I'm like, this is my family. Are you getting hugs from your family? Yes. Don't judge me. I'm lonely. Anyway, yeah. <clears throat> that got sad real anyway, fast. Anyway, okay. anyway, fun <laughs> happiness. Yay! Coming right up. Aundaysa. 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 So you guys, um, one of the questions that someone sent to us was, what are some of your favorite Nepali proverbs? It's a good question. boy, do I have a great selection for you. I don't know if we've talked about any of these on the pod, but if we have, you'll just get them ingrained in your brain even more deeply. Okay, White, 
I don't know if you've heard these, have you? I've heard some of them. I do not understand the last one you have on this list. Great. Well, I will um you can I will say them and you tell me what they mean, okay? Okay. So the first one is we're just going to say them in English, sorry. Nepali listeners, you'll know what they are. The first one is the elephant got through, but the tail got stuck. I've heard this one before and I don't remember we may what have done means. this one on the pod. I, I think we asked somebody if they could figure it out. What it meant. Yeah. The elephant got through, but the tail got stuck. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is your work right now, if that helps um, you. So it means like the majority of the work got done, and then right at the end, something is hampering you from finishing. Oh my gosh, like a pandemic? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're breaking the rule again. <laughs> Sorry, we need to have a, I don't know. Punishment. <laughs> yeah, you do. I would say drink more, but I feel like that'll make it worse, not better. <laughs> okay, I love that one. Super life applicable. It's really good. Yeah. Here's another good one. It is one man's spit dries up, a thousand men's spit makes a river. Oof. Isn't that delightful? <laughs> All about working together. It is. It's like many hands make light work mm-hmm. kind of thing. Or like, I mean, that and kind of like if you try to do it on your own, you probably won't succeed. Right. But together we can do it, you know? So is that always a positive? Is that a good proverb? Yeah. As far as okay. I understand it, it's you want a river made out of spit, I guess. You don't want your spit to dry up. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nobody wants that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's the last one. These were just like off the top of my head. I'm sure there's 100,000 more that are great. Mm-hmm. Okay, Nepali listeners, you can be mad at me if I get this wrong, but it's basically like, if your husband cheats on you, don't pee in his lap. (laughs) Do you get it? I mean, it's kind of like shooting yourself in the foot, right? Exactly, yeah. It's like you're trying to take revenge on him, but it's actually making your life worse. What's the other one? Like cutting off your nose to spite your face? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Proverb for a proverb for a proverb. Love it, love it, love yeah. it. Yeah. Those are some good ones. Maybe some of our Nepali listeners can tell us some of their favorites. Yeah, I would love that. The fun yep. thing about Nepali proverbs is that they all rhyme. So mm. even sometimes they're a little bit hard to understand because they'll use an antiquated word in order to make it rhyme. So us, like, dorky foreigners that have <laughs> the third grade level understanding of Nepali are like, what? <laughs> And the person has to explain it to you, like, oh, this word means you're the like, bull's horn. And you're like, yeah. how was I supposed <laughs> to know that? <laughs> oh, man. So good. Uh, yeah, love a good rhyming proverb. Mm-hmm. Who wouldn't? Next up, can you believe people are asking us about our gym routine? <laughs> <laughs> you're so excited. <laughs> you told me when someone like asked us this, you're like, they're interested. <laughs> She's like so excited. Yes. Okay, Most well, of the listeners are like, no. Not again. <laughs> yeah, that one person is happy. But let me go first because okay. I have so much less to say. Okay. Than you, I feel like. So my gym routine right now is I'm doing a monthly paid subscription routine by Meg Squats. It's called Stronger by the Day. And yeah, I'm really enjoying it. So it's mostly a powerlifting focused routine, but it also has like some hyperp- hypertrophy. <laughs> hypertrophy. <laughs> um, 
and like some kind of nobility stuff and whatever. But she's really good about mixing it up month to month. So you kind of have different themes of like what you're focusing on, what you're working on and that kind of thing. And yeah, I've really been enjoying that. So that's four days a week. So usually uh, each day is one of the main power lifts. So squat, bench press, deadlift, and overhead press, and then accessory stuff to help you build those muscles. Mm -hmm. And it's really fun. And then I always have the goal of trying to do one other day a week, something like going for a walk or like doing yoga or something, but it all depends on how busy I am and Mm -hmm. how inspired I feel. But yeah, I love yoga. Before I started powerlifting, I really got into yoga and that was really fun for me. So, and I also have been inspired lately to get back some of my gymnastics skills. I think especially like getting stronger makes me feel like, oh, I could actually maybe get a standing back tuck back or Mm -hmm. like at least, you know, some bar skills or whatever. I've been working on my handstands and stuff. So that's kind of sometimes like if I'm at the gym and White is there too and I finish my routine and she's still working, I'm like, well, just do some cartwheels. Which is so fun. I love working out when you're doing all of your gymnastic stuff. Oh, good. (laughs) Sometimes I get worried. I'm like, does it look like I'm showing off? I don't know. Girl, show off. (laughs) (laughs) I earned it. I spent six years learning that crap when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, I love gymnastics. So fun. Mm-hmm. So good for like agility and strength. And yeah. it's really a whole body workout. And I think it's so important to find a gym routine that you really enjoy. Like mm-hmm. powerlifting is amazing. Mm-hmm. But you know, like, I think for a lot of people, it's easy to be like, oh, I'm going to, I, I have this program and I need to stick to that program. And mm-hmm. that is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But like, the thing is, you need to be going to the gym for the benefit of your health. Mm-hmm. And part of that is mental well-being. Yeah. So find true. something that makes you want to go to the gym. Right. Because if you're just going because you're like, I know this is good for me, but I hate it. Like, yeah. mm, that's not actually going to make your life better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I am doing a program called Train with Katie. It sounds like <laughs> Train with Katie, but it's, it's a really <laughs> legit program. Um and she's American, trainer based in America, but she does really great. Like her, basically, she wants all women to feel like badasses. So her yes. main thing is um, she builds the posterior chain. So like muscles that you get from deadlifting and hip thrusts and, you know, like making your back really strong, be able to support you. And then she also wants every woman in her program to be able to do handstands and strict form pull-ups. Yeah, you've really inspired me with that. I've been trying to work on those too. Yeah, and those are kind of the things that are like maybe a little bit scary. So it's really fun to like kind of have it as part of your program. And then you're like, well, you know, because for like a month, I was like, I really want to be able to do a pull-up, but it's scary to get started because I'm going to have to be using a band. So yeah, anyway, it's just like a really good way to kind of like it pushed me into really starting to train those goals that I was kind of afraid of doing. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. it's been fun to watch you get better at handstands, especially. Yeah. Like when we started, you know, you were like kind of just doing push-ups and stuff. And Mm -hmm. now you're really working on like actually being upside down. Yeah. And it's great. And I'm so proud because especially because I'm such a gymnastics fan Mm -hmm. and, you know. Let's see. What else do we do? I am actually, I don't think I've ever talked about this on the podcast. But I am in the process of getting my certification in personal training. Yes. Yeah, you haven't talked about that. So it's not exactly a new thing. It's been months, but... (laughs) I feel like it's stressing you out a bit, though. It is. Yeah. We have... 
a very heavy workload right now with finishing up projects, beginning a new research project. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm like trying to work overtime while also like basically doing like a what feels like a master's course on the side. Yeah, no problems. (laughs) So I'm just constantly studying for that. But I do enjoy it. Mm -hmm. It's just hard to not have like big chunks of time to be able to really concentrate on it. But it's really interesting because I started it because I figured, well, I would I would like to be a personal trainer at some point. And then I kind of started thinking maybe I could do it just for my own sake, you know, like it would inform my training better. Right, yeah. And then I was like, well, maybe I just might as well do it now. <laughs> so why not, dude? Yeah. It's been a couple months. Yeah, seems mm-hmm. fun. Isn't fun Three for months. me to hear what you're learning about? And yeah. then I also feel like I can ask you questions. Yeah. I, most of my, especially weight training knowledge, mm-hmm. is just from my own personal research right. on the unreliable internets. Yeah. So there's so much information out there. Mm, so it's really good to have all of that compiled into a really trustworthy program. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, because of course, yeah, they're not like gym bros who are like, well, you should do this many curls. They're like, well, here are 48 studies and they say this. Right. Here's the science on it. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. what is really that fun. Nice? I don't know. Mm, you guys are getting all the mystery sounds of Kevin do today. It sounds like a ginormous fridge. <laughs> it does. I was wondering if it was the water pump on your roof for your Maybe. tanky. we're both thinking of the same thing (laughs) so you guys the other day i was in the office and i come in and my friend was asking a question and there was like some to give the context for the question he's like well you know my water tank caught on fire today so blah 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 blah." and i was like oh back up rewind why are you so calm about this what are you talking about i do you know what happened um well, let me tell you my side of the story okay. because me and um yeah, our friend who we work with, we were the only ones in the office. It was like nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And he gets a call from his wife and I can hear her because she's speaking pretty loud and all she says is <laughs> the water tank is on fire. <laughs> and he says, Fire and he jumps up, <laughs> leaves immediately, hops on his bike within like five seconds and is gone. <laughs> And I'm kind of sitting there like, huh? <laughs> In <That>? shock. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. So, um, yeah, basically what happened is that his wife was working on their garden on their roof of their house. Mm-hmm. And in Catman Do, everybody, like your water for your house comes from a tank on the top of the house. And the tank is made of plastic. Yes. It's like a you know 500-gallon tank or whatever. They're yeah. huge. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. Oh, big. Try 3,000 gallons. And um, and she hears a neighbor yelling at her. And so she looks and she's like, what? What's happening? And then she realizes he's like, look, look up, look up, look up. And she looks up and the tank, the plastic black tank is on fire, engulfed. A third of it was already gone by the time she saw it. And so then she calls our friend. <laughs> Her husband and is like, uh, come home, please. And so he comes home really quickly. They put it out. And how um, did they put it out? I don't remember. With water from inside the tank? Like, this is what I don't understand. Like, A, plastic isn't that combustible. And B, no. this is an item full of water. Yeah. 
And it was early in the morning, so it's not like it's just like spontaneously combusting in the heat or something <laughs> like that. And by the time that they put it out, then the police are knocking on their gate because they have like a police station really close by. Oh, and nice. so they all hop out of a truck and they're yep. like, what is going on? And so then they're all looking around trying to figure out. And the police's best guesstimation about what happened is that a crow picked up a smoldering like stick of incense <laughs> and dropped it on the plastic. That is and that's the best. That's the most Kamadu thing I've ever heard I know. in my whole life. But like that does that doesn't happen. Nobody has ever heard of that happening before. <laughs> At least she was on the roof. I know. What would have happened if she wasn't there? I know. Can you imagine if you just like went up and then your water tank's just like <laughs> just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder if it would have just burned itself out because it's a concrete house and like the yeah. concrete doesn't catch I assume fire. So. Right? And usually they're on like metal platforms too, so it's oh, not actually touching things. True. There's no wiring. Yeah. Yeah. But she was so <laughs> cute because she like is so looking on the bright side of things and she was like, I've been really worried because like I'm trying to make this amazing garden and I can't find beds um, or like pots or anything big enough for what I want to do and it's hard to get things built. <gasps> I can use the burned out half of the day. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. And I thought that was such a good idea. So resourceful. I love I know. it. Oh my gosh. Yep. Like who else has eaten sweet corn that was planted in a burned out plastic <laughs> tank? Yeah, ooh, actually now that you say it that way. <laughs> Maybe I don't want to eat dinner. <laughs> Thank you. I will abstain from the sweet corn. <laughs> Gosh. Anyway, they had a much more eventful day. I was just like, what happened? <laughs> he like rushes outside. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Go back to I my report. I wouldn't know what to do I, no. if there was a fire at my house. Police that- my friend. <laughs> there's, I also like that there's like an uncle, police uncle one. Have you seen that one? No. It's very creepy. There's a cartoon of him and I hate it. <laughs> police my friend, you guys, is um, the direct English translation of the signs that say... Uh, do they say police? Police merosati, which makes sense in Nepali, yeah, yeah, yeah. but in English sounds really weird. Yeah. It's like like trash cans here say pohor malai, mm. which literally means trash me too. Trash to me. Trash to me. <laughs> yeah. But it makes total sense. Mm-hmm. When I was a teenager, uh, all the trash cans at Disneyland say trash please. And of course, when you're with your friends and you're a teenager, you point to the trash can and say, it's asking for you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, never got old, did it? I mean, I still think it's funny. (laughs) Okay. Are you guys enjoying us just babbling about anything? Good. Let's talk about our next question that someone asked, which is, what kind of jobs or people are looked up to there? Firemen? Bollywood stars? I think in the non-celebrity sector, teachers. <gasps> yes, good teachers one. Teachers are the top of the top. You're right. Yeah. yeah. I, had, I I couldn't think. Like, I yeah. just, I read this and my, I just drew a complete blank. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, teachers mm-hmm. for sure. But I mean, other than that, like... Yeah, of course, celebrities are celebrities. Mm-hmm, yeah. Maybe the types of songs that they sing are different, but. Mm-hmm, yep, exactly. Yeah, so musicians, actors, um, 
Oh, what about Shrihankala? I can never remember her name. Shrinkala. Shrinkala. <laughs> <laughs> I just like add 12 extra syllables for no reason. <laughs> Shrinkala. <laughs> um, yeah, have we talked about her? No. So the winner of Miss Nepal last year, right? Last year. She is an incredible woman. I love her so much. She's gorgeous and super smart. She was studying architecture, mm-hmm. right, before she um, – I think she graduated. Did she graduate? Okay. And she went to Worlds and like, yeah, she has a really good social media presence. And Mm -hmm. she is also really like interested in social issues and aware of stuff. Like, for example, she goes to events like she went to an event a few months ago for women in the jungle areas of the country who, even though it's illegal, are still being put into like huts during their period. And it's Mm -hmm. super unsafe and terrible and stuff. So like, helping people work against that and just being more safe and helping women get more education and stuff like that. And she's a gem and I think all Nepalis love her. Yeah. She's even doing like this, I think they're calling them micro parks. Oh, I haven't heard of this. Oh yeah. So she got quite a big grant from the government to make these micro parks. Um, around Kathmandu. So the project is that they're taking really, really small plots of land that maybe are like trash. trash. Unofficial trash dumps. Yes, yes, like little tiny dumps. Um, (laughs) Little trash pile. (laughs) Little trash pile. (laughs) Album album dropping soon. Album. (laughs) Dropping my album soon, little trash pile. (laughs) Signing out. Um. Proud sponsor of this episode. <laughs> We're going to have a lot of sponsors. <laughs> Take a lot to, to get this one out. Um, anyway, I'm taking a little trash dump. <laughs> and they're cleaning them up and they're making them into parks. I'm so excited about this. Nice little parks. There's one right um, on on our side of town. I'm like getting so excited and I'm like, <laughs> the microphone is like not on my mouth anymore. I'm like pointing it towards big, like, tell me how you feel. <laughs> I thought you were pointing it toward the park. It's uh, in that direction. <laughs> it's in this direction. <laughs> um, there's one right by sales, sailways. Behind huh. sailways. I have not seen that. Mm. I will keep an eye out. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is like, I feel like the fact that I binge watch Parks and Rec last year <laughs> really prepare me for this moment yes. yeah <laughs> cool um okay how uh, what's our next question um what sports or big cultural things are mainstays in nepal mm-hmm. 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 yep yep uh, obviously soccer slash football yeah like you can't skip yeah. over that ever no. um and actually futsal is really popular which is like mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a half the size. Like condensed football. It's basically, it's indoor soccer, which would be what I would call that in the U.S., but yeah. it's a smaller field and mm-hmm. it's five players per team. Mm-hmm. And those are all over the city. Yeah, Everyone plays futsal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, people really follow their teams and are super into it. Uh, a lot of people like some of the British teams. So you see a lot of like Manchester United jerseys mm-hmm. and stuff. Or what's his name? Uh, Messi. Is that right? The Argentinian guy. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> well, now I'm going to feel dumb if that's not right. But anyway. Don't worry. Someone will correct us. In one of the last episodes, we forgot the name of Annie Oakley. Oh, man. And like 15 people were like, it's Annie Oakley. We're like, oh. Thank you. I know. 
Um, but yeah, besides football, cricket because yeah. of British influence yeah, yeah, yeah. in South Asia. So people watch cricket, but they also play cricket in the park and stuff. And my favorite is when kids play it in the lanes and they use bricks for the little, <laughs> I don't know what they're called, things you have to uh, knock over. Oh, I could have said it like one second ago. Uh, I know zero about cricket. Knock over. I know everything about cricket from watching Lagan. Oh, I still haven't seen that. Well, I watched it in a Geography of South Asia class when I was in university. What is that <laughs> called? It's something like cricket sticks. <laughs> Cric- okay, I'm, oh, cricket sticks. I'm going to find this. I'm putting cricket sticks knocked down. Good. Can't wait. <laughs> that silence makes me think it doesn't work <laughs> just look up like rules of cricket or something. no no <laughs> refuse a bale okay i think no wicket wicket that's what it's called they use bricks for the wickets because in my mind i was like it's something like a docket mm. or <laughs> but like less judicial oh cool have fun. Oh, wicked. I can't help you with this at all. <laughs> it's fine. I figured it out. Don't you even Proud worry. of you. Um, I think there's actually... What's that game? Um, it's like hobbity, hobbity, hobbity. What? I can't remember what it's actually called. I have no idea what we're talking about. But that I found out is actually played professionally. I, what is it? Hobbity, hobbity, hobbity. Or was this like a bunny, a child's book about bunny rabbits? No. I don't know what we're doing. Nepal sports. Hoppity, hoppity, hoppity. <laughs> Are you going to type that into Google? I don't know how to spell that, but I don't think that's the right word. Cobbity. Okay. It's cobbity. <laughs> what does that cobbity, mean? Cobbity, 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 Okay, so I found out about this from a Nepali friend who I met when I was in university in the U.S., and she told me about this game called Cobbity. Cobbity. And um, it, I thought that it was only a game that like little kids played. And then I found out that it's played professionally <laughs> oh too. Gosh. And I, it like changed my entire life. What is it? So it's kind of like a game of tag. Okay. But kids are, well, are the players. <laughs> or professional players. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm picturing like a schoolyard of right. kids playing yeah. it, which is what I've seen here. But they're like kind of clustered a little bit closely together. And um, there's one kid. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say kid. There's one person (laughs) in the middle uh, who is like it. And um, they're trying to tag certain like other people from another team. Okay. But the entire, I guess the other people who are like defending themselves can also tag them. And they also have to be saying the entire time that they're it. Cobbity, 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 cobbity. And they can't. What? I think everything has to be done in one breath. <gasps> that is. So like professional people train their lung capacity for I guess. that? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. I had no idea. So it says the aim of this game is for a single offense player referred to as a raider to run into the half of a court of the opposing team, tag as many of their defenders as possible, and return to their half of the court. This should be all done without being tackled by the defenders and in one breath. Wow. I want to watch this happen. I'm like having I a hard know. time even visualizing it. I know. Sounds incredible. Comedy. Comedy. Feels real good to say. It does. Which is why you say it so many times, probably. <laughs> <laughs> that's the real reason they invented the game, just so yeah. they had an excuse to say it a lot. I mean, not to say that's not like, I think it's been kind of recently that it's been a professional game, mm-hmm. but that's it's pretty fun, cool. Though. 
I love it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what are other cultural mainstays? Like, I don't know, TV shows probably. Yeah. I don't. I don't have a TV, so I'm out of it. No, I don't either. I mean, there's lots of like different kind of TV programs that are like really funny and slapstick mm-hmm. kind of humor is pretty mm-hmm. popular. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like dramas. Mm-hmm. Really sad love stories. A lot of Hindi TV. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much everybody in Nepal knows Hindi. Right. Yeah. Hindi and Nepali are related, but Hindi speakers wouldn't be able to speak Nepali, but Nepali speakers can speak Hindi because they watch Hindi Mm -hmm, television. mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I know I always get so annoyed. So (laughs) this is the most selfish thing ever, but there's this meme account called Meme Nepal on Instagram and it's hilarious. And it's such a good insight into Nepali culture. I love it. But sometimes he'll do memes where he posts something from a Hindi movie or TV show. And so the first half of the meme is in English or Nepali, but then the second half is in Hindi. And so I can't understand the punchline. Yeah. And I, I get so sad. It's so anticlimactic. Like, oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, don't you think about us people who don't speak 500 <laughs> languages? Bizarre. <clears throat> I always make that sound Italian on accident. A bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> bizarre means like, oh, you poor thing. Yeah. Bizarre. Uh, well, related to cultural things, we were just talking about sports. Uh, we had another question. What do little kids do in Nepal? <laughs> like dot, 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 ride bike, video game? Yes, yes and yes. <laughs> <laughs> kids are the same everywhere. No, but yeah, um, people like watching YouTube. Kids ride bikes around. Um, they'll play games in the street with their friends. And kids are like really free range here. So mm-hmm. that's nice. Although... I will say, I think kids have more homework here than they do, at least yeah. in the States. So um, while they do have some free time, like when they are free, they are free to roam. But I do feel like they spend a lot of their day at school and doing yeah. homework, even when they're real little, mm-hmm. like four or five. Yep. Like uh, this, just like a week ago, they had the entrance exams for grade one. Mm. No, class one. So that's yeah. for Americans, that's kindergarten. It's when you're five. And so all these like five-year-old kids are taking these really important examinations. And it feels so high pressure to me. I'm like, yeah. oh, I feel so bad for them. And like, how do you relay to your kid that this is really important? They can feel your vibes. Kids know. Oof. Yeah, I know. It's stressful. It's really, yeah, it's crazy to me. But um, yeah, there aren't really like organized events like, for kids as much like organized mm-hmm. sports or like music lessons and stuff it's a lot more kids will do like martial arts i see a lot of martial arts uh yeah um what's taekwondo yeah yeah (laughs) the one i did as a kid and i couldn't (laughs) remember the name i was like the korean one uh yeah taekwondo is pretty popular here you're right i forgot about that other than that not that we're like totally dialed in or something, right. you know, <laughs> two single foreigners. My observations <laughs> from walking around the city. Yeah, right. <laughs> it is interesting though. My friend and I were talking about this the other day because I just read a book about child psychology. Like one <laughs> As <does>. one does. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite author, okay. Um, but he was talking about how important free play and imaginative play are for brain development. Uh-huh. And we were talking about how we don't really see Nepali kids do imaginative play much. Do you, mm. Have you noticed that? Like, I was trying to mm. picture it. When I see kids, they kind of hang out in, like, kid gangs, you know? And they'll play games. Like, they'll play cricket or your blah, 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 blah game. <laughs> kabadi, kabadi, kabadi. <laughs> yeah. But 
I rarely see, and maybe I just am not dialed in enough or I don't understand their language well enough right. to know that they're saying, oh, I'm the doctor and you're the patient. Right. Or like, I'm pretending to go to the store, you know, whatever. But yeah. I mean, I feel like that was all I did from age four to 10 was, I'm a farmer. I'm right. a detective. I, you know, <laughs> not really see kids doing that. I'm a here. wolf. I'm going to run through the forest <laughs> on all fours. <laughs> this shows the difference between us. <laughs> I was like, I'm Laura English Wilder. <laughs> you're like, Are I'm you? an animal. <laughs> But I just had a thought, but I wonder if that's partially just like American culture of like constantly like the American dream and aspiring to better yourself. And so like from a really young age, like parents ask like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Interesting. And maybe Nepal is a little bit more, maybe less now, but I'd say at least from my perspective, a little bit more prescriptive, like Mm -hmm. you are going to get this office job. Or you're going to farm and yeah, exactly. family farmer. Like, you're just like being farmers. prepared to do a specific yeah, thing rather right. than dream big. Right. That's probably changing, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, especially um, like middle class and more affluent people would have mm-hmm. more of the attitude of you can be anything. But yeah, you're right. I wonder if that has something to do with yeah. it. I wonder if they do other kinds of imaginative play, though, like, um, I don't know, I'm this character in a story that everyone's familiar with or, you know, something like that. Maybe. I don't know. Nepali listeners, hit us up. Hit us. We want to know. Do kids play imaginative games? Do they run through the forest on all fours (laughs) pretending they're a wolf? I do. I think, actually, I I have seen kids do that. I have seen kids pretend to be animals. Mm. So. That seems natural to me. (laughs) I think. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, we are coming up on the longest recording ever. So we're going to move on to our last general topic, which has a few sub-questions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Imagine an outline. Remember when you had to make those in school? Like point one, and then A, and I then mean, I, and then do you we, still make those? We kind of do. Th- I kind of do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do, too. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Anyway, I was just trying not to sound like a nerd. Well, you outed me again. Well. <laughs> Thanks Dude. for fessing up. I met someone recently, and they thought I was cool, and then they found out I was a nerd. Oh. And I felt like that was a big life change for me because I always grew up being the weirdo. And then once you got to know me better, you realized I was cool. I just really don't feel like you portray yourself as a nerd. <laughs> I... I know that objectively, but you know how, like, if you're a fat kid and now you're pretty, you still think you're fat? <laughs> I feel like this is my equivalent. I'm like, mm. I'm a dork. No one likes me, even though I'm cool now. <laughs> I feel like I'm the opposite, where I, like, seem like I'm nerdier than I actually am. <laughs> People like, get disappointed. They're like, yeah. oh, I see you're nerdy. What are you reading? Yeah. And you're like, I don't know, vampire books. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, a linguist, that's really nerdy. And I'm like, don't talk to me about any of your fantasy or your sci-fi. I refuse to play Saturdays of Catan with you. I do. Don't at me. (laughs) Anyway, speaking of nerdy things, uh, best books. No. Okay, but so, so sci-fi and fantasy for me. It's coming. Um, but yeah, so one question was best books in movies slash TV that make you feel like a better human by consuming them. And what a great question. It is a good question. I feel like I'm going to let her down. No. I feel like you and I have really different answers. We do. That really speak to who are we are it's true. deep inside. And Be- so not only will you guys get some good recs, you'll learn more about our hearts. Yeah. 
Well, because I was thinking about this question, and I feel like like the like prescribed answer, whatever, is like, oh, I don't know this. The moment of lift by Melinda Gates. Exactly, like daring to be brave by Brené Brown. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's a book. But I realized that all of I went I. Mm, okay, this is a little bit nerdy of me. <laughs> See, it's true. Um, I have a five-year journal, and in the back of my five-year journal, it has a like a part for all um, where you write down all of the books that you've read. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean you don't have the Goodreads app? Not a nerd, obviously. No, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you guys follow me on Goodreads. Oh, I make some good suggestions. It's at big, <laughs> <laughs> easy to find. <laughs> Just kidding. Um. Yeah, so and then I I make a little asterisk next to the ones that are really good. Oh, smart. So I went back for this question and looked at all of the books that I really like. Oh. And um and some of them are just kind of like I don't know. So anyway, it just made me think like what kind of content, what kind of books do I actually like and why do I like them? Mm. It's a whole philosophical thing happening on a Friday night, yeah, you know. Girl. So that being said, I am an Enneagram 3. That means that I am on constantly. Mm. I am constantly thinking about work, all of our work, which includes, you know, not just office work, but also like the podcast and my personal training, studying and stuff. Like I constantly have something that I feel like I should be doing. You're like shaking as you're saying this. Ah! <laughs> Ooh, sorry constantly. for Constantly. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's my brain. So when I sit down to relax and read something, I don't want to think about things most of the time. I I like nonfiction, but I have to do it in like doses when the rest of my life isn't insane. Yeah. Um, So I really like both with books and more with television, like just like fun, Mm -hmm. lighthearted things. Yeah, good to turn the old brain off, you know? Yeah. And those things can also make you feel like a better human. Oh, completely. So so my like (laughs) favorite show that I think I've ever watched was a Netflix show. I don't even know if it's still on there, but it was called Heart of Dixie. Have you told me about this? You're so excited. I probably have. You're smiling so big. (laughs) I have to like, because I'm also a three and I'm constantly worried about my image and how like the rest of the world perceives me. Like sometimes I don't say like what my actual favorite shows are. (laughs) Like actually my favorite show is, um, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Anything by David Attenborough. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, so I really developed as a person that I can say that my favorite show yes. is a rom-com. So proud of you. <laughs> but it's so cute because, what's her name? Rachel Bilson mm-hmm. is the main character. And she's from New York. And she ends up moving to this really small town in Alabama. Okay. And then, of course, she falls in love and Tana and all the shenanigans and stuff. <laughs> um, but it's such a cute show because it's like small town Alabama and like I'm from the south I'm from Arkansas I know that is not what the south is like (laughs) and like even I am watching this show and they have all these like you know silly kind of kooky like I don't know traditions and festivals and stuff that they do or whatever the American version of a festival is (laughs) and I'm like oh it's so cute I want to live in the south and then I'm like I'm from the south that doesn't happen We go to Civil War reenactments. Mm, weird. I, this is something I can't fathom, but have fun. <laughs> so so why does sweet. it make you a better person? Because it makes you a better f- it, human. It's like 
it shows such good qualities of people. Like, mm. there's some drama, of course. You have to keep, like, the show going mm. and stuff. But it's just, like, so lighthearted. Such a good focus on happy, yeah. genuine. Yeah. So, <laughs> just take a swig of whiskey to get through this question. <laughs> yeah. Um, is that your answer? Do you want to say anything else? Um. As far, I'll just quickly say, like, fun books that I like. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're not even entirely fun. I also like reading content that I really identify with, mm, obviously. Who doesn't? Yeah. My favorite book probably for that is Gone with the Wind. <gasps> Love. <laughs> oh, my God. that I think that was the first time I cried while reading a book. Oh, so good. I sobbed through the end of that book. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So when I first read it, when I was very unself-aware. How old were you? Maybe 15, Ooh, 14 or 15. Yeah. And I found myself identifying so much with Scarlett. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm a terrible person. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but it makes sense now. Like, she's so mm. resilient. Like, mm. I, I don't want to be like scarlet because you don't want all that pain <laughs> yeah well like, and you don't want to she's sacrifice very selfish that, yeah oh, completely super selfish and she sacrifices a lot to make her life the way it is yeah. you know and it's yeah. it kind of gets messy right yeah but she's also like very resilient she's like well this sucks but Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give up. I just got to keep pushing through it. And I, yeah. I really get that. And I will say that is probably one of the only books where I think the movie is like equally good. Agreed. So if you guys haven't read it or watched it and you want a shorter version than like a thousand page book, yeah. the movie's amazing. And then when you do those, then you need to go on YouTube and watch the Carol Burnett skit <laughs> <laughs> called Went with the Wind. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Have <laughs> we'll, you seen we'll that? Link it. No. Oh, mm. we're going to have to watch it sometime. Can't wait. It's really good. All right. What the, What about you? Um. Okay. <laughs> so uh, my inner nerd is going to be so outer <laughs> right now because like all of the things that I thought of when I was thinking about what makes you a better human, it was like things that help me learn and like understand mm-hmm. other people more. <laughs> Because, Those are good things. Yeah. I mean, there are like more lighthearted things that I love, but I feel like the things that like when I finish, I just feel like, ah, like lighter or something. Um, so I'm going to start with a podcast. It's called Freakonomics. Mm. And uh, you may have heard of the book Freakonomics. The podcast is by one of the two authors and he is just an amazing person. I have so much respect for him. And I think the reason I like the podcast so much is not just how informative it is, but they try super super hard to Mm. be really balanced Mm -hmm. so they'll take an issue like recently they did socialism and then they're like okay what's actually going on with this like what are people's opinions like and they'll hear all the sides and there's no you don't walk away at the end of the podcast going okay i know that the host's opinion is this and Mm -hmm. he thinks i'm a bad person if i disagree or whatever you know so not only do you learn a lot from it, but it also just models a way of approaching problems and questions that is super helpful for having nuance in your life and trying to understand other people. And I'm like, so, I'm just, I'm so <laughs> happy talking about it. Stephen Dubner, I love you. <laughs> um, yeah. And then 
Oh, a uh, more frivolous, fun one. This is a TV show. I've been watching Human Planet. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you guys don't know what it is, it's like Planet Earth, which is a nature, famous BBC nature show. Um, but Human Planet is about humans and things they do. So I watched one about people who like do stuff in the sea a lot. So people who do like Ooh. deep sea diving, just holding their breath Ooh. or like people who fish for sharks in Papua New Guinea and like super interesting. And then there was one about deserts too, how people survive living in the desert wow. and like different cultures. And they followed this camel train to this oasis and wow. they filmed it by floating in a hot air balloon. Oh. And like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So fun. What a cool job. Yeah. And it's just, it's really high quality and it's just cool to see what extreme things people do around the world. How are you watching it? I downloaded it illegally. (laughs) (laughs) Nepal doesn't have the same copyright issues that most of the world has. Yeah, it's a struggle because, I mean, I guess I could buy it for like $30, but um, if you want to buy stuff here physically, you basically are buying it from a real sketchy person who's maybe a drug dealer and Mm -hmm. or human trafficker. So usually I go for the illegal download route. You can't buy, yeah, you can't really hardly buy things that are actually... The legal copy of it. Like you go to a big department store here, they're illegally downloaded Mm -hmm. DVDs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyway, Um, my last thing that I wanted to mention is also related to learning and understanding other people. And I've been reading a lot of social and pop psychology books lately, <laughs> which like <Wow. laughs> you're making your whole face just dropped. But um, my favorite author is Jonathan Haidt, H-A-I-D-T. Highly recommend him. Yeah, but one that I especially love is called The Righteous Mind. Mm. And it's like about moral psychology. So why do we think the way we do? Why do different people have different ideas of what's right and wrong? Or different people place more value on one uh, moral spectrum than another? You know, so some people might think that fairness is more important than loyalty or something, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's fascinating and actually has really helped me understand American politics better and has helped me not be so judgmental of people I disagree with. Mm -hmm. So that made me a better human. That's really cool. Yeah. I really recommend that book. It's super well written. You always have such good book recommendations that I'm always like, I want to read them. And then I never get them. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like if you're ever going to read a single nonfiction book, that's probably the most helpful one to your life, I would say, in a political climate. Yeah. I feel like I read a lot of nonfiction books, actually, but they're all like um, memoirs. Oh, yeah. Love a good memoir. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, I feel like the memoirs have a similar effect to the book that I'm talking about mm. in the fact that they make you understand the world from another person's perspective uh-huh, and yeah. it helps you be empathetic. I love that. Yeah, look at you. <laughs> Being a better human. Okay, so that's what we love, but what are we reading right now? I'm reading three books right now, I think, but I'm only going to talk about the one that I've read the most of. Okay. Um. So... I'm reading, it's called The Ghosts of Eden Park mm-hmm. by Karen Abbott. Mm-hmm. I'm skeptical, but go on. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's um, it's a nonfiction book, and um, I'm not that far into it, but basically it's about, uh, I'm gathering he's a major narcissist mm. and also crazy, and he's, the book begins by him murdering his wife. Oh, is it from his perspective? 
Mm. No, it's kind of written like, have you read um, The Devil in the White City? No. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Unhelpful. <laughs> um, but he's not really, but it's just basically like told from multiple people's, not from first person, but mm-hmm. kind of, yeah, it gets down in deep with him. Yeah. But he's super smart mm. and he's he gets married to this lady. They've both been married before. And he has the very bright idea. This is in the 1920s, I think. Mm. He has the very bright idea of how to get around the alcohol restrictions (laughs) of the 1920s. (laughs) Which involves killing his wife? Uh, I don't know how that plays into it. Oh, you haven't found out yet. (laughs) Basically, he's building an empire right now where he's found Mm. out that uh, liquor can be used for medicinal purposes. And so he buys Uh. up all of these whiskey stills. And at this point in the book, he owns a third of all alcohol production in America. Oh my gosh, I love it. Wait, is this oh. fiction or nonfiction? Nonfiction. Oh, dang. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that totally changed my perspective on it. I Interesting. Know. So he's really smart. Yeah. But it kind of reminds like me of... Like too smart for his own good. Yeah. Like kind of reminds me of Devil in the White City by Eric Larson, if any of our listeners have read that. Nope, no, no. Nope, if you nope. haven't, then you should read it because it's about the first serial killer. Oh. So he was freaking the worst ever murdering young <laughs> was he tell me <laughs> young vulnerable women who came to work in chicago for the uh, world's fair i think in 1892 okay but it's along that line mm-hmm. yeah. interesting mm-hmm. memoir of a psycho yeah sounds fun yeah uh i am also reading three books right now and i'm gonna <laughs> talk about two of them okay. <laughs> one is called how to Invent Everything by Ooh, Ryan okay. North. Have I talked about this on the pod? Have you? Maybe. I'm going to talk about it again because okay. it's seriously the best thing Have ever. you been reading it for like six months? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I left it here when I was on the oh, stage. Okay. So. But it's by Ryan North, who's the author of Dinosaur Comics, if you know that. Oh, I didn't know that it was him. Yeah, he is amazing. He's super smart. He has, a, I think, a PhD in computational linguistics. Well, yes, no wonder we, we love him. Friends. But he's so funny and understated. He's Canadian and he also writes for Adventure <laughs> Time and he writes other books. I'm just going to talk about his whole catalog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of his favorite books of mine are Choose Your Own Adventure Shakespeare books. What? Yeah, dude, to be or not to be. Oh my God. Is the dream. So you get to be either Hamlet. Or Ophelia or the dead father used to become a ghost immediately. (laughs) And then you can follow the whole actual story that Shakespeare wrote if you want. But at any point, you can branch off from it and do something crazy. He's a genius. He's amazing. So one of the options is like if you turn into the you're the father and you get killed and you're a ghost and then you become a marine biologist because you can walk (laughs) under this like under the ocean and check out all the animals. (laughs) Anyway, highly recommend everything and anything by ryan north but i'm specifically reading how to invent everything right now and the premise is it's a handbook for a time traveler stuck in any point in the past so good so it's basically a description of all the technology that humans have ever created including you know domesticating animals and cleaning water and how to build bricks with a kiln, how to make a mirror, how to whatever. So I'm like kind of halfway through, but it goes all the way up to like how to build a computer and 
it's a really interesting and well-written and funny. And wow. I love it. I super recommend it. Um, and then the other book I'm reading is a Christopher Moore book. This is my recent obsession. I think I've read 15 Christopher Moore books. <laughs> I like that you like started to say 20. I don't think you're like, 20. I'm going to play it cool. <laughs> I should double check that. I could be off. Um, editing big. How many have I read? Ba-da-da-da. Close. It's 13. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> One of the ones I'm reading right now, it's called Sacre Bleu. And it's, it's like a lot of his books are like this. It's kind of like wild historical fiction, oh. <laughs> absurdist yeah. historical fiction. I don't know anything about him. So he wrote a book, a fictional book about Jesus's life. He wrote a comedy version of King Lear from the perspective of the fool. Like <laughs> he's just done the wildest things. Um, I read a vampire trilogy by him, but the one I'm reading now is about the Impressionist painters that all lived in Paris in the 1800s. Oh, okay, And it's okay. so fun. And the cool thing is he does a lot of research, so the historical stuff is actually quite accurate. And he tries to make the characters, you know, sort of how they were in real life. But then there's a magical element, and there's kind of a mystery, and you don't know what's going on. But it's been really fun for me to sort of rekindle my interest in Impressionist and Post-Impressionist painting. Mm. And it has a bunch of paintings in the book. So every time I get to that painting and he talks about it and he weaves it into the story, then I go online and I like Google the painting and I find all, all, all about it. And This explains a lot of Instagram uh, <laughs> DMs that you've been sending me. <laughs> I'm like, did you know? Look at this painting. They thought this woman was too skinny and yeah. she looks fat. <laughs> I'm like, just over here, I'm like, are you just like Googling impressionist <laughs> painting? Like reading Wikipedia pages? I mean, honestly, I'm at that point now. I'm I've branched off from the yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've outgrown it. Anyway, Christopher Moore, highly recommended. Um, but just warning. Not safe for work. Ah, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. It'll be magical. Okay. Anyway, you guys, we've been recording for almost two hours. And <laughs> as much as we love you, that's a lot of editing for me to do. <laughs> so um, I hope you guys enjoyed this wild ride. Yep. Let we us love know. you. And we hope it cheered you up because there just, you know, was no reminders of any that thing things that we don't want to talk about. Nope. Nope. We mm -mm. just want to keep you happy because yep. we're happy. We're yeah. happy it's Saturday. We're, we're happy we're fun. drinking whiskey. Yeah. And we're happy that we have a podcast and we have you guys as great listeners. Let us know if there's anything else that you would like us to talk about in any future fun, non-super topic related episodes. We mm -hmm. are here for you. Mm -hmm. Or just send us a DM on Instagram, we Facebook. love DMs. Email. Mm -hmm. Big and white podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Big and White Podcast on Instagram mm -hmm. dot com. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I need to hang up now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's time. It's time. Okay, well I'm yeah, I'm gonna put the phone down. Okay. So. Okay. All right. Okay, well, yeah, I'll I gotta see go. you tomorrow. Okay, yep. Okay. Oh, see and are the kids doing okay. okay? Yep, they're great. I gotta go. Okay, okay. okay. All right. Okay. Okay. No. okay. okay. And your bye. friend, are yep. they in America? I, okay, bye. Okay, bye. all right. Okay, yep. Okay, great. Are you hanging up? Great. Yet? And um and about that meeting tomorrow? Uh yeah, you just text me about it later. Okay. 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 Great. Okay. okay. Bye.
Well, by I... Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> More whiskey, please. By this, I mean, let's just start that whole thing over. 